Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. You're now live on the Middleman Radio with the Middleman Talk Show. This is your boy, Al. This is Kevin. And this is Jen. And this is Nick. How's everybody doing? Man, um, I'm not going through all the craziness everybody else going through. My job is considered essential, so I'm not bored. So you're not bored. I'm not bored, but uh, I understand the pain of everybody out there with their kids at home, and that refrigerator is getting attacked. Yes. And I I usually work from home. Like, you know, I have the type of job where if if I want to work from home, I, I can. So, like, going into the office is, like, fun for me. So, like, you know, it's like a reprieve. Like, oh, I'm going into the office. I get to talk to people. And, like, now, like, I'm, you know, totally working from home. And I work harder at home than I do when I go into the office. So, it's and then the kids are here. So, it's wearing me out. Wearing me out. (laughs) Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of those, you know, Facebook memes and stuff with, you know, parents ready to send the kids back to school or uh, the house is crazy and stuff like that. So, it's it's been funny, man. Oh, I think man. everybody has to have that bit of separation. Even my youngest came up to me the other day and was like, Daddy, can I go to school on Monday? I miss school. I said, keep that no. same energy when it opens up. <laughs> I can understand that. You know what? The, the the most creative thing that I've seen so far, it was a dad. He was sitting on the couch trying to read a book, right? And he heard this little girl coming. So he had this cardboard cut off of a picture oh, of yeah. you know, parts of his couch. Yeah. He pulled it up and it looked like the couch. And I'm like, oh, man, that's dope. That's how you have it from the kids. That's how you have it. Like, I got to get up out of here. Well, you know, I, you know, in all seriousness, like, we keep a very strict schedule during the week. Like, they know, like, if I'm in my office, don't talk to me. Um, and then, like, Chase, you know, he gets up. He has a devotion. He has an exercise time. He has a chore time. So he's working harder now probably than, like, in school just because we keep, like, the 
strict, strict regimen of like, you know, tablet, you know, time for him to do his online work and then time for him to mm-hmm. read and quiet time. And we have a meditation time. And so he's uh-huh. probably ready to ditch me. Yeah, he's he's ready to ditch me. <laughs> yeah, he's probably ready to get up out of there. Yeah. Man. Now I'm going to ask you all a question. Do you see an end in sight for this situation with this pandemic? Maybe next well, I mean, year. It, there's always an end in sight. It's just a, it's a matter of when, and unfortunately we don't really know the true grasp of how many people are infected in the U.S. Right now the United right. States has surpassed every other nation in terms of cases, and we still don't have an accurate depiction because we don't have near enough tests to find out mm-hmm. how many people actually are Infected. So uh, I, I do think we have not seen the worst of this, unfortunately. But I mean, it's going to have an end to it. Um, the, the biggest concern for me at this point is the the likelihood of it becoming a seasonal thing. You know, we get everything right. squared away, and then we're okay in the summer months. But in October, November, here we go again with it. And I just don't think that we right. can go through this twice. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I, I do feel like what we are trying to do, um, hopefully people are staying true to that, but of course we see that the numbers are growing, uh, so that means it's still spread in some type of way. Um, also, with people who still just rather want to gather in large garden, you know, uh, gatherings, man. Um, I mean, that's not safe, man. I mean, I'm going with Dr. Fuji say, man. I mean, you know, Fauci, excuse me, but, you know, uh, definitely protect yourself out here, people. Yeah, and I I think what what, um, Nick was saying is very true. Like, there's a lot of people who are carriers who don't, you know, we only test Mm -hmm. people who have a temperature over 102 currently and who are um, symptomatic. If you're asymptomatic or even if you have, um, you know, acute symptoms and they haven't, your temperature hasn't reached 102, they're not even testing you. So you still can be actively spreading it to others in your home and the people in your home are either going to work or they're going, you know, they still might be minimally, you know, socializing with people but still are spreading Mm -hmm. it because they don't know they have it. Uh, And until they curve that problem, um, I was watching CNN this morning. And they were talking about uh, Singapore. Singapore um, has three cases in the whole entire country, and it's because they got in front of testing, and they try and they do trace, you know, testing where they find the source of where the person got it from fairly quickly, and then you know test everybody that was around them, and they've gotten mm-hmm. a somewhat hold on in their country. And America just had a late start where we spent a couple weeks in denial. Uh, and right. that's just a sad fact. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, I, I would say, uh, that we what's would... the governor's name? Cuomo? Cuomo in New York? Yeah, Cuomo. I think yeah. he's doing an excellent mm-hmm. job. Um, I think he's being mm-hmm. very informative for the people of that state. Um, I think yep. it's pretty bad that the president is, you know, going with this, well, you got to bow down to me to get equipment, which is, man, if people don't pay attention to that and get him right. out of there, I mean, man, what else? What else can he? I'm, my mind is blown with what he's done so far and what he's gotten away with. Why? But we'll see. This this has been no, his same guy his entire <laughs> this has been him he his said entire that he life. He shoot someone in the middle of Times Square. He's he's in yeah. his own words. On Fifth I could Avenue. shoot someone yeah. in the yeah, on Fifth Avenue and no one would give a damn. 
That's right. Yeah, she did say that. Uh, I, I will say uh, I agree with Kev. Big shout out to uh, Governor Cuomo on there. I really had hopes that Governor Cuomo would have run for president this time. I had the pleasure of working his um, his campaign in 2018 for reelection. Uh, ran his Queen's office, and I, I I really wanted him to run because I I figured if anybody and it's it's amazing we've got three presidential candidates right now one Republican two Democratic. And the most presidential person is the governor of New York right now. So, uh, <laughs> true, true, so true, man, so true. Oh, also, I just got to say, because I know we got to get into our subject, guys. Um, y'all, please be careful out there. The FBI has just uh, issued an advisory about um, neo Nazi groups, you know, encouraging mm-hmm. members to throw bottles with bodily yep. fluids of people affected with the coronavirus, which I think is the dumbest thing on earth because you actually have to be in the vicinity of someone with the coronavirus to get the bodily fluids from them. So, you know, uh, just guys, just be careful. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the most wildly right. coyote terroristic threat I've ever right. heard of in my life. <laughs> but be careful nonetheless. <laughs> Man, that's what's up. Damn. Right. I know um, most last different. week, man, we had a uh, – Replay of one of our most popular shows, man. And uh, the topic last week, I know a lot of people listening, man. I was manning the boards last week, and we had people calling in. Jen, you still had people riled up about that show, and that was amazing. Mm. <laughs> that show was a couple of years old, but uh, it was the top, uh, top 12 reasons why so many good black men are still single. Uh, you can mm. go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the middleman to check out that show right there. Um then you still got some fans really? out there. They what did love I say? You. What did I say? Jen, back in the day. Don't be trying to listen. play innocent, man. Back in the day. <laughs> and, and and let's say this. We've all evolved um, yeah, we since have. then, yeah, we everybody. We, but back in the day, man, Jen, yeah. especially yeah. Uh, th- that show and Jen's List, oh, my God. Woo! Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, now, some of that stuff is still true. Like, you know, like, you're right, I have evolved a little, but, like, some of it's still relevant today. It's just I have a little groaner gin sprinkled on top just a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Marva, shout out to Marva. Y'all remember Marva from New York City? Marva Dudley, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Marva called in. She was like, I got to talk to Jen. It, it, I said, Marva, I do apologize. <laughs> it's one of our fan favorites. Uh, you know, we, just a replay of a show. She was like, oh, my God, Jen had me just, I just had to talk to her. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, man, we miss Marva. Shout out to Marva. I remember what I said that was so horrific. You know me, I'm Don't always I, dropping jewels. I wouldn't well, call I don't it, want to give it away. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to give it away for our listeners. They can go back to our um, go back to our page and uh, listen to that show. Uh, it, it's still there. It's still there. So, yeah, twelve top reason why good black men are still single. But on to today, Al, what you got for us today, man? Well, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Middle Men Show today. We have a great uh, show planned for you guys. So we will be discussing. How does a person know when they are ready for a relationship? So are you emotionally ready for whatever you say you want? So being happy and feeling loved by someone are things we thrive on in a relationship. So are there signs, behaviors, choices that you can make that identify whether or not you are ready for a relationship? How do you know the person you are interested in 
it's mentally and emotionally ready for you. What experiences, teachings, or lessons shape what you desire in a relationship? We're also going to discuss what happens after a breakup. Is having a conversation on closure needed before moving to the next relationship? Should uh, there be a waiting period before you start dating seriously again? So we also have some other questions which we want to get into as well. But we want to let you guys know that if you are listening online or on your phone, you definitely can place your comment on the chat board. Uh, if you want to make a comment on air, the number is 516-387-1542. Press the number one on your phone and we'll definitely get with you. But uh, we're going to go ahead and get into this particular topic of today. So the question that we all need to keep in our brain is the type. Are you emotionally ready for that relationship? All right, that's the overall thing that you're going to talk about today. So, how does a person know that they're ready? Anybody want to jump in on what you well, guys Well, what feel? type of relationship are we talking about? Are we right. talking about, you know, mm. <clears throat> I think that's a layered question. Because, you know, I mm-hmm. know that, you know, I have girlfriends that are single and are dating. And some of them are, you know, some of them are divorced. And they know mm. that they're ready for you know, a relationship that may not be serious, and then some of them know that they're ready to move on to something serious. So what type of relationship are we talking about? Are we talking about a kind that leads to marriage or, or what? Well, you got to think about, it. like, so when you look at the word relationship, so in, I guess, anybody else who's out, who's out there listening, we're framing it as you are connected with someone who you want to spend either time with Every day or move on to the next level with in your life. So which could lead to to marriage. So like how do you know? I think, like uh, I, I, yeah, I think Al, you're probably talking about more so moving out of the realm of casual dating into a more serious relationship with one person as opposed to, oh, okay, well we're talking, but you know, I may still be, mm-hmm. you know, going out to see someone else or something like that. So uh, but and, and even so, to Jen's point, I think that there is some nuance that comes into that because uh, I think it really just depends. Right now, I don't want to cut you off, but when you say it as far as you know, a person dating multiple people, right, and then they actually move into wanting to date one person, what signs or what behaviors or what choices are that person making to let them know that they are ready for that type of relationship? Like, how do you get yourself together? I, well, personally, I think when you start losing, you know, interest in meeting new or seeing other people, you know, when you when you realize that, you know what, you know, rather than me go out on a blind date or, or, or you know, well, you know what, let me, because uh, I'm aging myself then, now these folks nowadays on Tinder. <laughs> so instead of swiping right or left on somebody on Tinder, you know, I, I want to call the person that I've been talking to or, you know, you you start to you start to lose that um that want to to date other people you know and at that point you start realizing okay i want to spend more time with this one person i think that's one of the bigger steps because i also think that if you're going to make a commitment like that or or start making steps toward making that commitment like that then you mm-hmm. you probably will want to cut off the you know the the other you know the others in the phone you know that other right. folder you got, you know, some of y'all got another whole other telephone for, number on your phone. 
I think for women, especially, you know, for women that, that might be single or you don't even have to be dating multiple people. You can be like a, like, you know, I have a lot of girlfriends that say are divorced now and they're, they're ready to get back into the dating world or, or they're single. And, you know, I, I see them talk about, you know, that I'm, they go on Tinder for the purpose of, I know I want the stability in my life. That 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 they know at they're they're at a point where they're you know mature. They know they what they want. They've kind of sifted through life and figured out what they don't want, and they just know. They know I'm ready for this part of stability in my life, and that they have their self together, and that the missing piece is, you know, a companion. So Jen, I can, have can a I say something? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, can, can, can I say something? I'll, I feel both of your comments in regards to that person personally being ready. A lot of times when we do get into relationships, we know. We know that that's that time for us to, like you said, Nick, you, you want to encounter and have that relationship with that person and get to know that person, spend time with that person, like you said also, Al. But a lot of times, man, when we dating people, we look from the visual. Y'all know we're visual creatures. And we look, oh, man, I want to date this person. And that person is a whole mental case. I'm going to throw that out there. So if you're ready to date and you're looking at this person like, okay, I want to date them, but they they mentally not ready. They they got issues. How do you navigate that? Well, you don't because you're still learning. You you have to realize, even when you're getting into a relationship, you're still meeting the representative of that person. It's it's Mm -hmm. very – it's – more often than not, a situation where you don't generally know the real person you're dating, probably until after, you know, for those who decide to live together, if they're, you know, that's when you start to learn a real person. A lot of times you're meeting the representative and you're dating the representative. You're screwing the representative. You don't meet the real person until, you know, they don't have that extra five minutes to run the toothbrush across their mouth one more time before you come over. They don't have time to throw, you know, all that stuff in the closet that's been sitting in the living room for a week. And then you realize when you get there, it's like, you nasty hot breath mother. You, I can't believe you. Right. <laughs> I didn't so, know this about you before. So you reference back to that show, Jen, we had with Jen, Hide the Crazy. That's where that I was going. Show, so. That's where I was yeah. going, G. That's where I was going. So my but question you have to, that. to like So I know you hold on, hold on, Gene, hold on, Gene. I'm gonna bring up some evidence now. So I remember back on the Gene's list show. Gene made a comment that one of the things on her list is that, you know, a, a woman should hide their crazy. Right? In order yeah. to get the the man that they want. Isn't isn't that what Gene said? And I probably now, said something crazy case, in contrast to it. <laughs> <laughs> I already know I said something absolutely crazy in contrast to it. I haven't even listened to the show, and I know. <laughs> I may amend everything. I may amend a lot of things that I have said in the past, but I keep that one. You need to hide your crazy because everybody got a little crazy in there, and you do put on, like, that's just like if you went for a job. You're going to put on your best foot forward. Why are you going to go out? And you know, y'all seen those memes like this is the first day of work and here here you are three months later. Like, you know, you need to get right. it out first, then relax, you know. But Jen, but Jen, but Jen, but Jen, let me ask you this, Jen. Um, so what if the guy's actually showing you everything that he feels that he needs to do to show you that he is real about it, but you're still hiding that part of your life. Is that fair to him? 
No, it, but let me tell you what happens. Everybody, hide, whether they are men or they're women, they hide their crazy. Mm-hmm. The point is, when they reveal, when you get to see the true self, this is a mistake, and especially women, this is a mistake that we make, that we tend to fall in love of what we potentially think he wants to be instead of what we find out he is. Once you have evidence of what he is or she is, and you have to make a decision whether that is what you want or don't. And a lot of people then make the mistake of they based upon, you know, what they want the person to be, not what they have revealed themselves to be. And that's when they get in trouble in their relationship. It's okay to get through Mm. the door, but once you get through the door and you figure out this is either for me or not, once you figure out that that's not you, you need to leave. And the people that stay end up having heartbreak. Well, Jim, to go and flow with this show, though, let's be honest, a lot of times in those situations – Women don't – it's not even after you find out the crazy or anything else like that. Women have made a tragic mistake for years of dating what they think that man is regardless of what he shows you. And he'll mm-hmm. just be like, well, look, I thought, look, you knew I was crazy as hell when you got here. So why are you – but y'all fall – y'all take the potential and then – I always say this, and, and men do this to an extent too. We do not look at people for who they are. We look at people for who we think they are in our minds, right? Mm -hmm. So the mental real estate that that person takes in your mind, you take that and you build what you feel is this person. And unfortunately for a lot of women, women will add all the potential for stuff that that man might not necessarily even want, you know? (laughs) That might not be his life focus. But because you see that potential in it, you put it into that man, and when it doesn't manifest, then it's like you feel like you were played. And I think that kind of flows into the whole thing of being ready for a relationship. Can you recognize that, you know what, I'm not dating you right now. I'm dating an avatar of you. And I need mm-hmm. to find out the real you before I make this commitment because right now I'm dating what I think you sh- – not just what I think you are, but what I think you should be. And in that instance, mm. that's not fair to the man or the woman. Wow. I, I agree. And I think that's true. And I think that a lot of women, you know, a lot of women never ever come to that realization. And then that's what you find yourself in bad relationship after bad relationship or bad marriage after bad marriage. Or, you know, and it just doesn't work. And, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, until I was older, I think that I got what Maya Angelou said is that when someone shows you who you who they are, believe them. It took me a long time to 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 deal with that quote and realize how real that is. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, with that, like, so, of course, you're talking with this person, you know, on the front end. So let's say if you guys are. Um, like y'all are still still in the conversation age in which y'all are not living together. Y'all still just dating, going out on dates and stuff like that. All right. And so um, during this time, I'm pretty sure both parties do their research, right? You know, yeah. guys looking to whoever they dated in the past to see if they have any, you know, common ground or, or cross paths or see what type, type of person this person is via their paper page. We know ladies do that, right? I know my wife ran a background check on me. I didn't even know. And so, 
Um, wow. Should a person <laughs> <laughs> like? Yeah. I mean, that's real out here. You know what I'm saying? Like when she, no, that's when real. She talked, I was like, okay, alright. <laughs> but like, is that are those signs as well? Like to let you know what? Like looking on a person's Facebook page. Does that tell you what type of person that person is when you're about to date this person, or when you're thinking about dating this person? It may give it may give you a false sense of uh, what a person is because you know a lot of people. Uh, Facebook is a fantasy for a lot of people, and they post things and put things of a life that they are nowhere near. So it, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to gauge uh, if, if you can say this is this person. Now, when you look right. at their activities and you see things that they do, maybe you might find common ground in that aspect. Uh, when you're looking mm-hmm. at, okay, they like to travel, they like to cook, or they spend time with their family. You know, those are things that you can look at that you really don't have to look at the fantasy side of it, but you can say, are these things that, that these are qualities that I would want in that person? Now, right. who knows how they treat those people or how do they get the money to get to these places? But, you know, if these are things you're interested in, at least you can have that as a, a building block to say, okay, I'm good. Let me but let I, me see what this person working with. I think that they, a lot of this is based on, just to be frank, a lot of this is based on, including myself, like early, you know, it's been a, a, all of us, you know, have really been out the dating game for a minute here. A long time. And my friends, and my friends that are currently dating tell me that, you know, when they go on these dating apps, these guys are real upfront. And I've got a friend who actually went to a matchmaker and, you know, that's like now they don't, people don't beat around the bush anymore with dating. This is what I want. This is the type of woman that I want. This is how I want her to look. This is her lifestyle that I want. This is the lifestyle that mm. I want the end. Even in like when they're meeting up like on Tinder and they go for the date, everything is like put out front. Like it's no BS. It's just like, I'm, you know, I'm looking <laughs> for this. I'm looking to be married to in this amount of time. I'm looking for A, B, and C. Boom. Well, they put it right out there. That. They don't beat it's around a couple the bush no more. Isn't that, isn't that what women have been saying they've been wanting for men for for years? And I don't understand how a lot of women, because I, I hear the same thing. I hear a lot of women say how it's so shocking and it's so this and it's so that. So what's more shocking, learning this on the first date or learning this after you've been in a relationship for two years and you're asking, well, when are you going to marry me? And he's like, well, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for this. You either want honesty. This is the thing. Facts don't care about feelings. You either want this person to be upfront with you and save you the time or you want to be strung along. And unfortunately, I think that a lot of people want to be strung along. Now, I can't stand, mm. I can't understand for the life of me why grown people are still going on Tinder looking for that life mate. Tinder is definitely a hookup app. And everybody that I know <laughs> that has Tinder says the same thing. That's why yeah. it connects not based on, on what city you put in, but the area you're in at the time. It's a hookup app. Why right. are you going on a hookup app looking for a life mate? That's the dumbest thing I've ever, but again, you know, be- Online dating when because I was still in the dating pool with eHarmony so and Match. <laughs> the matchmakers, <laughs> cost, like my friend, it cost $10,000 for the matchmaker. Now, Just mine is quality of... Yes, it's ten thousand dollars for the matchmaker. Now, you know, mine is the business. quality of men that she would meet are <sighs> like... 
I won't say too much, you know, because somebody might say, ooh, that was me. But, like, the quality of me, like, one of the guys, he owns, like, I can't even say this because it ain't that many people who own that in Atlanta. But, like, he owns something real big in Atlanta. And, like, <laughs> you know, like, it, it, you know, these are, like, millionaires or, you know, not even thousands, like, millionaires. And it costs $10,000 to be, to, to have this whole matchmaker profile and to get him invited to these mixers. Well, that's not wow. a matchmaker. That's a sugar daddy. Out. I think we got a caller. <laughs> that's a sugar yeah. daddy. That's not a matchmaker. <laughs> <laughs> we got a caller. Um, uh, I think this is Bill from Hear Me Out. Kevin, want to bring in Bill from Hear Me Out? He's on. Bill, you're on live with the Middleman Talk Show. Thank you for calling. Hey, how you all doing today? Doing well. Doing well. Right. Wonderful, wonderful. So, um, I was I was actually calling in response to uh, first, if I can, I want to address Jennifer on uh, when she was saying that everything's just so straightforward now. Um, being is that um, first of all, we we have to address the fact that there um, there's a mix up in this generational thing uh, where millennials are mistaken for for Gen Z, and technically they're millennials, and the, the times have definitely changed. And so what I really feel like is now that people have to be more straightforward because the other party, you never, like, let me say it like this. At one point, women felt that men wouldn't be straightforward with their feelings or what they wanted out of the relation, out of a relationship or whatever situation that it may be. Uh, so it opened the door for men to start being more vocal with what they want. But then that became an issue. Uh, because men were coming out rather than just saying, hey, I want to be your friend. They're saying, hey, listen, I want to have sex. Like, that's it. Like, if I want to have sex with you, that's it. That is what it is. And I think this, this openness has has somewhat created another another issue because now it's like men are being too open to the point where women are like, uh, I don't want to go with him because of his personality. He, he cocky or he yeah. thinks he this, he thinks he's that. Wow. See, I'm, I'm glad you got right, me in there. Caller, I'm I glad think you you're got right, but women, women <laughs> still, we may say, let me tell you something, girls, women, whatever, we may say, oh, uh-huh. I want the guy to be up front. And we do want them to be up front, but that doesn't take away from, I want to be, you know, romance a little bit, you know, Tell me a little fantasy, you know, sell the fantasy to me, you know, get sexy with it. I want, you know, I still oh, want you want to be lied to. You know, no, I want to be lied to, but you know, <laughs> That's just don't, a come out slap That's... don't come out with a slab of meat and slap it on the table. You got to put a little sauce and onions and mushrooms. <laughs> well, you, you're on, you know, no, you're on Tinder, all the meat is already hanging out. <laughs> if you're on Tinder, the meat is hanging out. Like, let's be honest. I think the, I think we live in a time now where finally society is maybe about 20% more accepting that women can be liberated and can be free and can be sexually empowered and the whole nine. And let's just be honest. Everybody is not – it's just like the, 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 the saying with the kids, every drawing doesn't go in the um, refrigerator. Some of those have to go in the drawer. Everybody's not getting together to be in a lifelong dating situation. Sometimes people just want to screw. Yeah. And if somebody is being upfront with you and saying that that's what they want, if you don't want that, then it's okay to say, you know what, okay, that's cool, not really what I'm looking for, and then move back. Right. I don't want you to put a bunch of sauce on the meat if that's not what you're looking for. That makes no sense because then it's, it's, this, it's being deceitful. 
and it's setting me up emotionally for something. And for those of us who are older, like, I'm sorry, I'm knocking on 40. I don't have time for that. Look, either we're doing this or we're not. Like, it's, <laughs> I don't well, have time when to you play meet women like that anymore. Who, who need the like, talk, <laughs> they're, they're not ready for that type of relationship. And, and I say this, it, the ownership is on birth, both parties. So for the woman, she must take ownership when it's presented to her and given to her straight. If that's not the type of relationship that she wants and she's not willing to give or ready for it, she needs to believe the person and move on. But the guy, too, you know, he needs to, to, to know, too, that, you know, maybe he risks not having anybody being all not willing to give a little salt. But I think the difference is nowadays, and this, and this is just speaking with friends of mine, male and female, who are single, the difference is nowadays the men are more upfront and are accepting that, yo, you know, this is not going to, but I don't have that kind of time. So I'm not trying to have nobody out trying to fight my mom or my daddy in the project in the middle of the night because no. I'm holding something. So let me just go ahead. If this is not what you want, let me get, but then again, I also think that people should not put themselves in position. And I, I know I, it seems like I'm picking on Tinder, but if you're looking for a lifelong relationship, don't go on Tinder. More than, don't don't go on Tinder and don't get mad at the, at the people who are on, who are there just looking. Whatever happened to going out and meeting somebody? I'm sorry. We can't do that. We gotta practice social distancing. Okay, so you gotta practice social distancing, so you can't do anything but talk on the phone anyway. But I'm talking <laughs> no, about okay. in general. Before, before in general, whatever happened to going up and approaching a young lady and just telling her, you know what, you are. Extremely beautiful. Can I buy you a drink? Something, anything, I'm a, you, whatever happened to that? I'm gonna tell you why. Don't work no more. I'm gonna tell you why. I know Where are you going? That people are at these bars buying people a drink. And do you know, like, okay, so like, say, okay, well, a I've been out of the ago. dating pool, but I'm sorry. The last thing I'm gonna rely on is my phone to find me a mate. I'm, and and maybe no. here's the thing about it. Maybe the problem with communication into a lot of these relationships and, and situationships today is the fact that, no, you don't know how to go up and approach somebody and talk to them. That's it. That's all it maybe is. That's that's it. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe the issue is you're well, being tender, and then the first thing you say to each other is W-Y-D. Maybe that's the problem. What you do? Maybe that's you should right. go back to buying folks drinks. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I was at I was at the Ritz at a conference and someone offered to buy me a drink and I had my hand on my mace in my pocketbook because I was oh, like, wow. oh, this is strange. This is well, strange. So maybe, maybe it's a, so. <laughs> so 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 Jennifer so Jennifer would it would it would it have been strange for him to slide in your DMs and to find you on Facebook to slide in your DMs and ask you hey can I take you out for drinks later? Great question. Yeah, that'll be creepy too. That that for me it'll be kind of creepy too. Like what are you doing? Are you looking at my pictures on my page? Like this is weird. Well, if you put your pictures on Tinder. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. Like to me, me, like I said, I have a girlfriend who who does the um, the matchmaker, and if I had the extra funds, I don't know if I would do ten thousand dollars, but I definitely would consider that a lot more. And plus, I'll meet a different caliber of man. Yeah, I I expect. Well, I'm not gonna put anybody's business out there, but I know quite a few of those millionaires in Atlanta. And you're right, you're gonna meet a whole other caliber of man. I can guarantee you that. Now, to Bill's point. To Bill's point, I think there is a lost art. I don't think that, I don't think that young men nowadays know how to ask a woman for her phone number. 
just like I don't think that young women nowadays know how to receive it. Because everything is to mm. Bill's point. Okay, let me slide in the DM. Oh, okay. If I know your first and left, if you got a tag on you, got your work tag, if you're at Target and you got your name tag on, and they look you up on Instagram, and next thing you know, they slide your DMs, they never have to get your number. And the next thing you know, y'all trade right. pictures of each other's birthday yeah, parties before you even have a number. That's right. They, they don't even need the number. They don't really even know the name. They know your ID. I remember name. there was an art to getting that number. That was an accomplishment. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But that, they don't even got to work for it no more. I think it does work. Want to know why? Because st- it's a lot of older guys and a lot of older women that date younger people, and the problem is, is not, and it's not always just money. A lot of younger people are not ready for that game. A lot of young people are not ready for that game that older people know and have been practicing since they were 10, 11, 12 years old. Yeah. They've it's, never it's, been it's, properly it's, flattered before. Or as the, as the older folks call it, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, but but does age really determine that? Because I mean, uh, Bill, do you mind telling people how old you are if you don't mind? Yeah, I'm 25. Um, All right, so Bill's perfect. 25. Like Bill is like perfect. what 13 years younger than me, so I'm, I'm not trying to show my age, but like his way of approach probably was different than ours, right? I I would suggest I don't know how he. Um, well, Bill, can you give us some insight on what your 25-year-old age group peers use to do that? Yeah. Well, most definitely, <laughs> I feel that, that's why I said earlier we have to look at this generational thing because everybody right. thinks that takes the, the the millennials as the Gen Z. Those are the ones that's really like going crazy. That still yeah, they're out traveling, like going on spring break trips and all this good stuff. Yeah, right. they want to eat Tide Pods. And and the millennials are the ones that, you know, most of them are approaching 30 years old or they are 30 already. And so I and to answer your question, yes, I kind of do think the age has something to do with it, because as stated before, uh, the, the way of approaching a girl, you know, is totally different. Whereas, you know, when when we were growing up, we were still walking up to a girl saying, I like you, you know, oh, yes. I, I, I want to be your boyfriend. But as now, most, most like you said, the the Gen Z students or I guess children, those are the ones that sliding in the DMs and you know that's asking somebody, hey, what's your IG name versus what's your phone number? Mm-hmm. And so I mean, I think yes, age does play a difference in it because it's the, the communication right. factor is totally different. Yeah. To, like the way I would talk, go and you know try to. Conversate with a girl would be totally different from my little brother that just a freshman in college. Can I give Can I give y'all an example uh, about maybe two about two years ago? I know we got to move forward, but just about two years ago, I remember I went up to uh, I went up to my college because uh, we had some new frat brothers coming out, and uh, it was so funny because all of the young ladies that were there, they were over there talking to everybody in my age group, and I'm 39. I'm proud of it i'll be 40 in september but it was so funny because yeah. they were just like oh my gosh these guys don't talk to us like that and we like if y'all don't get y'all because y'all can't do bring us nothing but trouble and divorce but it was still <laughs> funny because they were gravitated towards <laughs> us so much because of how we mm-hmm. talked to them how we spoke wow. to them how we communicated wow. to them how we conversed with them and it, it's like the younger cats were like hey man y'all can't get, get bottom line we hadn't been invited to too many events since then but my point is that communication aspect of it, 
I don't care if you are a boomer. I don't care if you are Gen X, who often gets forgotten in all this, um, a millennial or Gen Z. Communication is communication. People respond to, to communication. And if you know how to do it well, you get results. Just that simple. I agree. Mm. So let's change, let's change gears just a little bit. So after a breakup, guys, so think about, you know, after a breakup. It's having a conversation on closure, like your previous relationship before moving on to the next. Do you feel like a conversation on closure is needed in order for you to be emotionally and mentally ready for the next relationship? Nope. 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 Mm-mm. Nope. You, there's no such thing. Because so many people, there is that is another person. So many people search for this invisible closure. You have mm-hmm. to come to the closure within yourself. Because a lot of times you search for this thing and someone else for them to give you this. There's a reason why you broke up, first of all. And then you search so long for them to give you the closing of the door. And that might not happen. That's another person. They might not be able or emotionally able to have those type of discussions. They might not just be an a, a a-hole and can't have that type and just, of discussion. They don't care. <laughs> and they, or they just don't flatly care. So you have to have the closure within yourself and be comfortable with it within yourself and move on. And that's why, right. again, ladies, a lot of times have a have you know begin this cycle with the with the a-hole because we go back and back and back searching for that closure that you're just never ever going to get. And then you become then you get used. Mm. You know what? I, I agree with you, Jen, but I'm still like you know. I, if you had a good relationship with that person as far as, you know, y'all just weren't meant for each other, uh, I think sometimes just talking it out can help you out, you know, more so than that person. But, Kev, here's the problem with that. You don't always have control over that situation because maybe that person can't talk it out. Here's the thing about yeah, it. Let's, yeah. let's look at it this way. Let's say you're in a relationship with somebody and, unfortunately, they have an untimely death. Are you just not going to move on because you can never come, come to, to close with what happened? No. Some people. Some because people don't. Some people do. Some yeah. some people don't, and that's an unfortunate thing, which is why I think that therapy is a is, – is, that's why I'm such an advocate for therapy because, to Jen's point, you have to find a closure within yourself. The reality is nobody owes you the closure. True. Mm-hmm. If you're relying on someone else to close a chapter for you so that you can move on with your life, then you're going to move into another situation that's going to be just like that one, and you're never going to get out of the cycle. Until you learn to close things for yourself and move on, you can't. Why would you give that much control to someone else? Yeah, that's real. I guess we've activated philosopher Nick tonight. No, it's just the truth, man. It's just the truth. Look, I, here's the thing. I'm not a philosopher. I've just screwed up enough relationships. <laughs> I just screwed up enough times to be like, oh, I might not want to do that again. So. <laughs> I just, you know, tonight I, I think I realized that how far out of touch I am with this. I, I truly do. I, I really do. Well, see, Kev, I'm you've been out of the dating pool longer than anybody. Yeah. yeah. When, when, like when I you were dating, they should have had consent. And that's a beautiful thing. Don't think that that's a bad oh, thing. That's a that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> but I think the last time, like you know, <laughs> I think hold I up, think Jamie Foxx had hold a TV me. show the last me. time you were on a dating pool. No, that I'm not gonna be the butt of y'all jokes today. Hold up. Did, did, did you just say cassette and eight tracks? Yes. Did you just say cassette and eight tracks? Yes. 
Yeah. Hey, they were still buying music the last time Kevin was single. I'm just right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's more good and go down. But no, Do you know, Kev, that's a beautiful has thing. That's a whole goal. different turn from the last time that you like. We back to the fashion now. I see the girls rocking the fashions now that they walked way back when you were dating. Like you know how it go back in like after a couple of decades. Damn, Jim. <laughs> 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 but, but again, that's a beautiful thing. I think it's a beautiful thing. It is. It is beautiful. So, yeah. so let me ask you this, guys. So, after after a breakup, right? So, does a person have to uh, experience a serious breakup before they can say that they are ready to move into a real relationship? I don't think so. I don't think that I don't think that trauma should ever be a starting. It shouldn't have to be a starting or stopping point for personal and professional relationships in your life. Sometimes things just don't work out. Sometimes you move on. Sometimes you know. And I think it also depends on the person. There's a lot of and Jen made mention to this at the beginning of the show. There's a lot of nuance that goes into this, and I think that's something that miss this missing from the discussion a lot of times. Sometimes people just move on, <laughs> and they. It didn't end. Bad. I didn't have every relationship I was in prior to being married did not end badly. Right. As a matter of fact, most of those relationships I still maintain some healthy friendship, except for one person. And I mean, I'm not even gonna get on that, but that's beside the point. But for the most part, it's been a good transition from because at a certain point in that relationship, you guys were friends, you were in love, whatever the case may be. It doesn't have to be traumatic for you to. Move on. Sometimes it just doesn't work out, mm. and that's okay. And and then I think too, just because like you know, it's not, you know, I, I've had a I had an awakening recently where I think that I thought something was not traumatic, and it was traumatic to the to someone else. And I'm thinking, well, this person is my friend, and and to them, it was a traumatic, horrible experience and life changing experience to them. And, you know, I just realized that people go through their own journeys and you're not responsible for them, how unfortunate they may be. Oh, my God. I wish mm-hmm. I would have um, thought of it sooner. There is a there's a song by Music Soul Child called Previous Cats that is perfect. And basically, I, I'm not going to sing it, but he just in the hook he just says, I'm not to blame for the pain that was caused by previous cats, you know, who right. had your heart before me. It's a, and and it's, this, it's the same it's the same thing, and it goes across the board. And I think that a lot of times people don't really think about that fact. And to Jen's point, sometimes you are the villain in somebody else's story. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that that's that that's the truth. And and what may have been traumatic to them was not traumatic to you, and vice versa. Right. But you got to accept the fact that at any given time, you've been the hero and the villain of a story. I know, and and everybody, we want to let you know that the phone lines are open. If you got experience with this, you know, please give us a call. Please let us know. Uh, tell us your story. I never have a call in number on me. What's the call in number? Al? Uh, yeah. <laughs> five one six three eight seven one five four two. Press one on your phone, and we'll definitely get you into the host queue. So I want to ask uh, another question in relation to uh, moving on to the next. You know, relationship. Like once you guys are, um, I guess you would say, found yourself emotionally and and mentally together in a relationship. Um, is there a waiting period, or is there a um, 
like a time period before you can actually say that or tell this person that you want to move on to the next level. I'm waiting for the big nose. I think that's heard again, that's all day. Yeah. So, so I, I have I have something to say. Uh, so, this is Bill from Hear Me Out. Uh, yeah. So I I think I think that um, that's solely uh, contingent on the both of them uh, on if there is or there isn't a waiting a waiting period. Me particularly, uh, I guess I can speak on that from experience. Is that um, someone stated earlier? Uh, that you really don't know a person until you actually kind of like move in with them. And so once you get to really see that person and know that person, then you start to build a different relationship with them, as as I should say, with them. Because you you develop that, that core that you're building is that core or I guess the foundation for what will be a, a, you know, a fruitful marriage. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that at this point here in my life, that's what we're doing now. I'm just, I think that we're building a different relationship because yes, at first we were friends in a relationship, but now we're building a a partnership together uh, that's going to eventually go into marriage. And you know that, like I said, that's what makes it so fruitful. So I think that in my case, yeah, there is a way. There's not so much of a waiting period, but I'm gonna call it a building period. Um, and I think that that's what I'm going through right now. And I think that it, it, I think that that's important because, like I said, the overall purpose of it is to build a fruitful marriage. Right. Great, great comment, uh, Bill. Um, you know, to add to that, like, yes, like moving in definitely changes like a lot of things in your relationship. You know, it brings you together, you know, more emotionally because you're actually there to actually see all of those different behaviors, feelings. Emotions that you probably wouldn't necessarily see if y'all were still living apart. Um, also, too, like waking up and starting your day together, you get to see all of those things that you normally don't get to see. Um, you get to learn those different routines about that particular person that you normally don't get to see. So um, it is a uh, a period in which you are growing into this particular par- partnership with your, you know, your significant other. So it is a time to thrive. It can be a time to to show you um yes or no i mean that that that's that's like that's the perfect time i mean i know um you know my grandmother used to tell us you know when we were younger now um to you know they used to practice not moving in together until you're married right um but as yeah, it's called uh, I got older, you know later in my years or whatever like she was okay with people moving in together and mad because she was like, son, these people are crazy out here now. They'll blow your head off. <laughs> so, yeah, you need that time, man. I agree. Uh, for what it's worth, right. I will say this. My uh, my old pastor at my church in Alabama, uh, he met his wife, and they were married within 30 days of meeting each other, and they've been, they've been married for over 30 years. So it, it just it, it can happen. <laughs> just yeah. you know, I, I would I say mean, this: if, if I if you guys take anything out of this entire show, take this that there's no one way to do this, and you definitely can't rely on societal norms to based on how you get in or out of a relationship. So you, you, because you just you never know. <laughs> Yeah, he's never. Yep. 
definitely yeah, things have changed a whole lot. Right. Definitely practice self-care for yourself to get yourself together. Read some books. Get yourself some therapy. Understand your thoughts and feelings about yourself, you know, before you move into whatever you're trying to do. Um, You know, a lot of us have good friends in your corner that you can share advice with um, and also get feedback from. Be Be respectable and, you know, acceptable as possible to feedback. And hopefully you get the feedback that you need. Um, in order to help yourself grow because, you know, you got to have feedback to let you know where your missteps are um, in order to grow. And that's, you know, you just got to listen, man. And I don't, you know, everybody don't like to listen. Everybody likes to talk. So that's another thing to work on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what what did your friends tell you? Uh, you're not good for that person and you really like them. Should you really pay attention to what mm. your friends are telling you? Yes. Yes, you should. I recently, one of my friends, I told her that I think the guy that she was dating was gay. And she didn't listen to me. And lo and behold, his midtown inhabiting self was, in fact, gay. So you mm. should listen to your friends. Did you, did you say midtown I, I, inhabiting self? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, let me tell y'all something. I lived I lived in Atlanta for twelve years, and there's a reason why I never ever lived in Midtown for statements like that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and I got some really good deals out there, and I was like, nah. (laughs) Might be suspect, or they might think you're suspect. But now there was lots of other signs that. Was leading me to be suspicious, but yes, you should listen to your friends. That's what's up. Sometimes they can tell you about you crazy, and you might be ruining the other person. But on the same yeah. token, you also got to assess which friend it is. Because let's be honest, right. some of y'all know y'all got some friends that make bad decisions, and it's amazing. People have perfect twenty twenty vision when it comes to your problems, but not their own. So I would. Uh, you know, I would say yes, listen to your friends, but uh, I would also say think about that. <laughs> think about which yeah. friends you're taking advice from. Hey, Deb, um, <laughs> for your age group, what what type of advice would you give people that are out dating right now that's in the lower 30s down to 22 maybe? What, what would you say, brother? Uh, I would tell them uh, definitely. I'm, I have to take a page from Al's book, man. You listening is the key. I promise you. Um, and not listening to respond, um, and just like because it, it takes you. Listening can take you in so many different, like so different, so many different avenues, and as in a way to respond in a respectful way. Uh, but I think that, man, first thing is just always listening. Uh, and be accepting as well. Uh, I think that uh, society nowadays has made things so out, of, uh, so in the norm to the point where uh, people have created a, um, I guess, friction with the norm. And so everybody's so upset about something that's going on next to them or whatever. So I think that being accepting can really help you understand that uh, we all have a story and we all have our history. Uh, but we we all have a purpose for for the greater good. So I think that listening and being accepting is definitely 
uh, the top two for me right now. Hmm. I like that. Hey, I like we that. definitely appreciate you uh, dropping that knowledge today, Bill. You can definitely check him out on his page. You hear me out on Facebook as well. Um, appreciate all the people who tuned in to the Middleman Show today. We had a great, great, exciting show around. Are you emotionally ready for that relationship? Some of the things in which we discussed today are, you know, how do you know you're ready? How do you know that you are emotionally and emotionally and mentally ready to take on the next person? Uh, what are those signs? What are those behaviors? What choices do we make? Um, how do you know the person that you are interested in is mentally and emotionally ready for you? Um, we also discussed what happens after a breakup, like is closure an important piece before moving on to the next relationship? Uh, we also discussed should there be a waiting period before dating someone else seriously and also moving in? What does that look like? So definitely go back and check out this particular show. Uh, if you definitely have any comments or any questions, you can hit us up on Facebook at the Middleman Talk Show. Um, you may also follow us on all different forms of media that promotes podcasts. We are on the podcast app on uh, on iTunes. We are on um, iHeartRadio as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely check us out, man. Tell a friend and share. Share this show, man. Yep, we're on Listen Note also, Al. Uh, my Tuner. A couple more, man. We out there. Everybody. Y'all make sure y'all share yeah. this and uh, give it to everybody, man. We want y'all to call in. Uh, make sure you give us your comment. Um, I know a lot of people get our time frame confused. Uh, we are on at 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern. I see a lot of people are called in at 6 p.m. Central. That happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, we appreciate everybody that do tune in. Um, hey, we got a song, man. We got a blast from the past right now, man. We got our man Nick eating. Uh, well, before Timeless. we get to Nick, I think we, we got a caller. Hold on one second. We, we're not going to be rude our callers today. Caller 3616, you're live with the middleman. What's up? Hey, what's up? It's, it's Smitty, man. What's going on? Out of lovely man. Phoenix, Arizona. I know you hey, five up? hours behind us, and you just calling in, brother. You know our time frame ain't changed yet. Yeah, yeah man. Hey, I got chewed out by my folks in Alabama, man. About that, <laughs> you know. Uh, I had to get dinner ready and stuff too. What's going on, man? Everything's hey, good, everything's man. Going we got good. a show today, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the topic, right? And here's the thing: when it comes to being emotionally ready and stable and all that good stuff. Part of it got to be honest with yourself. And uh, there have been times where I had bad breakups. Won't get into that because I kind of keep that private. But uh, but it took a while for me to even want to get back out there in the game and be serious with someone. And that when I say being honest with yourself, it's that not leading somebody down the wrong road where you think you're serious, you're ready, and you're not, and you waste that person's time. And, uh, and you mess them up. So a lot. I just think main thing is people got to take time out for themselves if anything happens, and also be honest about their situations like travel. Cause I used to be in the military. Y'all know I used to be in the Air Force, and I right. traveled a good bit. So most of the women I dated were civilians. They didn't understand that military lifestyle. So trying to out of a year, that would be understandably hard for them to get. And so mm-hmm. I was honest about it. Now I'm 41. I still don't have kids and never married. But that's just, a, you know, you know, sometimes you make decisions that way. 
And, hold uh, on, man. You been hold on, Smitty. You been with us for about what? We've been on ten years now. Yeah, you I still got no kids. Yet? Yeah. No, nah, man. Oh my God. Ain't no okay, one called me cool, say they need to talk. Hey, maybe because I tell my name's Jeff. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, y'all. I'm kidding, y'all out there. But, yeah. but you know, it's that understand lifestyle and stuff. Because I'm going, I'm actually getting taken a cybersecurity exam certification. That job requires a lot of travel. So right. you got to be honest with that type of stuff from the beginning. Honest with yourself, your situation, so right. that that person can make their own decision. Because sometimes you better be ready for relationships. That woman may not be wanting a relationship either. That's why he's got to be true. honest about that and vice versa. True. Very true. Man, spoken some real words there, Smitty. Man, um, next time, Smitty, uh, we, we own at uh, <laughs> 6 o'clock Eastern. Yeah. Man. I'm late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you I'll get dinner ready, man. Got company coming over later. Man. Hey, thank yeah. you for calling in and putting your input in, man. We do really appreciate that, brother. Uh, what we're going to do right now, man, we're about to shut the show down. Uh, shouts out to Bill out there. Shouts out to T. Smitty, Marva, everybody that's listening to the show right now. Uh, we're going to end the show with our man Nick Eaton. Let's chill, man. A beautiful song. Uh, Nick, is this still available online? Uh, yes, it is available right now on Apple Music, Amazon Music, uh, Spotify, everywhere that you listen to music, it's still available. So I appreciate everybody. Yeah, and I- I ain't mean to ask like that, you know. I mean, I know it is available, but uh, here's Last Year, one of my favorite songs. Here we go.
lot of screaming kids Baby, you and me ain't nothing that we ain't win Please believe in me, baby, we can take over the world Just you and me, cause you're my favorite girl Start a family, have a whole lot of screaming kids Just you and me, ain't nothing that we can't win Please believe in me, baby, we can take over the world Yeah. Just you and me, cause you're my favorite girl Yeah, 
Yeah, you have got if to you watch Tiger King. Tiger King, check it out on Netflix. It's Tiger King. You can't. Y'all, miss. y'all just told y'all just told the whole thing. So no, we didn't. Why would I watch it? <laughs> no, 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 we didn't. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, Kevin, this is your type of thing. This is your type of show. Yes, Shock okay. to the pop. I'll give okay, you this question. You want to know how you could properly name this show? If white privilege was a Netflix documentary. <laughs> Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Let's get it in. Hey, man. Uh, man, this is a great show, man. Appreciate everybody for tuning in tonight. Uh, Al, you haven't said your famous words yet there, brother. Yo, thank you for taking an hour out your day to listen to the Middleman Talk Show. Appreciate y'all. All right, y'all, we are out. Stay safe. Wash your hands. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.